Hello, welcome back to the BrainTap Business Journal Podcast, where we give you tips and tricks how to build your practice as well as your life. Today, I have a very special guest, someone I've been meeting off and on at different events, especially in the biohacking space, where he's been helping people get the word out about their processes and their procedures, making the making the point in marketing because it's very different for the self-help world than it is for someone who's selling an automobile or something like that he started an agency called net concepts he's written three books and he has clients that include chanel volvo sony okay stefan welcome to the podcast tell us a little bit about what got you started in this field of seo as an seo expert got you to write books tell us a little bit about your background yeah well i was studying for a phd in biochemistry at the university of wisconsin madison so nothing to do with online marketing or SEO or or the internet for that matter. I just, uh, I don't know, I, I wanted to build a website for my department and I did, or actually I built it for uh, the Institute of uh, Molecular Virology, which I was um, part of. That's, that's where I was studying inside the university. And I just fell in love with website development. This was 1994, very early days. And I was taking three-dimensional visualizations of, um, it's like three-dimensional um, reconstructions from uh, electron uh, microscopy and and putting that into a silicon graphics workstation and then spinning that around, creating animations, and then posting those to the website that I had built. I was loving it. I presented a paper at a conference. It was 1994, so it was very early days. We were using Mosaic back then, not even Netscape yet. Yeah. And it was at that conference that I met one of the guys from Netscape. It was uh, Rob McCool, who is the creator of, uh, uh, well, now Apache, the web server software that runs most websites. But at the time, he was working on Netscape server, and he had made HTTPD, the um, NCSA web server that goes with mosaic as the browser and i was just enamored i decided i was going to drop out of school go to uh uh you know full full tilt into this internet stuff and uh yeah next thing you know i dropped out got masters and abandoned the phd and and started an agency and then i started uh, just experimenting with uh with internet technologies and building uh, websites that were really cutting edge for the day that were dynamically real-time updatable by by the the users and you know the rest is history <laughs> that's great well i know it's 1994 a lot of people weren't even thinking about the internet in fact uh, i remember i made a mistake early in my internet career somebody i could have went and bought my company's website but i didn't somebody held it hostage and ended up paying $10,000 for it. Cause you know, it's one of those things, is this thing really going to last? Should I put my money into it? We were buying a lot of TV and radio and newspaper, very expensive advertising. Now we can do it for a very low price. So you're seeing all of these changes. I know one of the biggest changes out there is this AI. Everybody's just scared they're going to lose their jobs and things like this. And uh, you know, they're using it for everything you can think of, but because you're an SEO expert, tell us a little bit about why SEO, um, is it going to become obsolete because of AI or is there, are we going to be all right? We're still going to need people to do these things. Well, that's the, it's a, it's a mixed bag. So I, I do believe that there will be many jobs made redundant because of AI technology right now. It's full of what are called hallucinations, which are 
errors. Uh, it's just, it's a, a large language model that makes up the next word and the next word and the next word. And if it sounds good, it's just going to present it to you, even if it's not factually correct. And then you have to go back and and ask it to grade itself on factual accuracy and so forth. And then you find out that it made up some references, it made up some of the da uh, data points, et cetera. This is all going to, it's just a blip. You have to remember that that technology is advancing at a faster and faster clip. It's the law of accelerating returns. So we're having, uh, I remember hearing the stat from Ray Kurzweil years and years ago that at today's rate of change, that is such a faster rate compared to 100 years ago. You, 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 let's say 100 years of technological evolution to get you to this point in time, that 100-year time span at today's rate of change would fit into the next 20 years. But because it's continually to speed up, it would actually fit into the next 12 years. So 100 years, go back 100 years from now, and imagine what life was like uh, you, you have a time machine and you're you're experiencing the world around you and maybe they just invented the toaster or something like that, you know, and you have technology that would seem like, uh, I don't know, that just uh, science fiction or uh, magic and 12 years from now into the future is going to be that much far more advanced than today. I don't think people really wrap their heads around that. They don't realize how different of a world we're going to live in just in five years from now. Right. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, when we're talking about wellness professionals and things, we have 4,000 clinics out there with BrainTap. And I'm amazed. I would say that 75% of them don't even have a website. What would you say? I mean, in today's world, I just think that's crazy that at least they don't put something up there because the first place people go now used to be the yellow pages right back in 94. Now we're talking about, I'm, I don't, I don't know when the last time was I saw yellow pages, you know, so we're, we're talking about this transition. So what do you think about, I mean, this is going to stay, I mean, the internet's going to maybe evolve and be doing different things, but what would you say to somebody who doesn't even have a website right now, a presence on the internet? Uh, they, they need to start playing with this technology. They need to become, uh, at least somewhat adept, because uh, I love this quote from Peter Diamandis that there are going to be two kinds of businesses at the end of this decade, businesses that are using AI at their core and businesses that are out of business. And, and that would include every kind of business from the, the plumber to the dry cleaner to the medical practitioner, the therapist, the massage uh, therapist, everybody. Because um, it's like there's there's just Marketing and innovation are the two things that make a business work. And if you neglect one or the other, you're 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 going to be dead in the water. So, uh, like for example, Claude Two uh, just came out this month, and uh, it's a competitor to Chat Chat GPT. And so, with Claude Two, you can upload a huge manuscript, like an uh, an ebook, and then ask questions of Claude about that ebook and have it, let's say, create a, a online lesson plan, have it create quizzes and, and uh, companion workbooks and guides and, uh, I don't know, movie scripts, and, <laughs> uh, 
all sorts of things, right? And and, and this is a, a huge advance compared to just earlier this month when you had 8,000 token limit. Now you have 100,000 token limit with Claude. With ChatGPT, you had 8,000 for most people. And that meant, let's say, feeding it one chapter at a time and hoping that mm -hmm. it didn't miss anything and remembering all those past prompts across the whole chat session as you feed it these little bits and pieces of, of a book so that it can uh, turn that book into something else. Uh, it's just, it's it, uh, imagine what uh, a difference six months is going to make. You know, it's just, it's mind boggling. So you have to stay on top of this. You have to be playing around with this technology. Spend, I don't know, like 15 minutes a day playing with this stuff with ChatGPT, with Claude, with Midjourney, with Dolly, with, uh, you know, some of the uh, various specialized tools, like for um, various aspects of marketing and, and video production and, and so forth, so that you at least know that that uh, you, you need to continue to innovate. You might not have all the answers. You might not um, even want to, to do any of the implementation, but at least you'll know to ask the right questions. And you asked earlier about, is SEO gonna be obsolete? Are, are websites uh, uh, necessary? Yes and yes, because uh, well, yes to websites being necessary. Yes to SEO being necessary because the uh, the website is the destination. It is the virtual storefront uh, or our virtual presence, kind of like the avatar for the organization, for the company, for the practice. And if you don't, if you haven't put that together, what are people going to base their decision to work with you on? You might they might have gotten a referral to you, but then they they don't know that you're really legit or able to serve their needs they're going to want to to read about the modalities that you have there and uh, maybe read some case studies or testimonials uh, some sort of uh, uh, I don't know white papers or or uh, you know some marketing collateral about your your practice so they need to go somewhere for that they're not going to pick up the phone people don't even pick up the phone anymore other than to text. It's crazy. Right. Like you, you remember the days when you'd get a, a phone call and it would be somebody that you wanted to talk to, not a spam call. <laughs> Those days are long gone. It's, right. It's so weird. Exactly. Text me if you want to actually call me. Don't don't just call me out of the blue. Text me first, or let's set up a time. It's just it's a different world. Yeah. Well, I know I know we talk about uh, you know some of our doctors because they're just in the they're in there doing what doctors do. They're in there helping their their clients and patients, they're working away and they don't have a website or if they do, it's atrocious. You know, what kind of mistakes are you finding out there that, that people are making, especially in the wellness industry? Have you seen any of that happening? Yeah, well, I've, let's break this into two big categories. Let's say SEO and conversion. So SEO, that would be getting to the top of Google. What are they doing? Um, or not doing that prevents them from ranking in Google? And then what are they doing once people arrive on the website to prevent the inquiry to come in or the booking or whatever? So let's take SEO first. Uh, if they're not thinking about the, the vocabulary of their visitor and they're just writing in, in their own kind of medical speak or their own uh, jargon, 
and not the the prospects that's that's a, a missed connection so then the person is searching for keywords that have nothing to do with your website <laughs> so right if 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 somebody is aware of your solution they're going to end up on your website anyways if they've heard of brain tap they'll end up on brain tap if they've heard of uh hyperbaric oxygen they're going to type that in and maybe the name of their their town or city and and hopefully if you're using that terminology too they'll end up on your website but what if they don't know about the solution what if they're only problem aware Right, I have lower back pain, or, or, or I can't focus, or I have insomnia, or I have sleep apnea. What if they are not even problem aware? What if they don't realize that they have sleep apnea, but uh, they just are, are are tired and and just that this is the their their new normal since they've gotten older? Well, that's unaware then. So there's solution aware, there's problem aware, there's unaware. And we have to meet all of those people where they're at. So you have to have copy content that uh, addresses uh, their situation and their awareness level using the words, the terminology that they use. And if you don't, there's the disconnect and you're not going to be found. So figuring out those keywords requires using tools. It's not just sit down and brainstorm on your own. You don't know unless you're talking to people doing focus groups and asking them what they're searching for if you're not using tools to brainstorm and come up with new keyword ideas you're just going to be flying blind and then there's using technical seo tools to evaluate things like page speed and and so how fast the website loads most websites are not very fast loading and that is uh, going to give you a, a ding in your search engine rankings. And of course, it's going to hurt your conversion too. And somebody lands on your website and uh, we're in the TikTok generation, you know, instant gratification. Uh, you know, what's what's the uh, attention span of a goldfish? Uh, 12 seconds or something? <laughs> it's like, yeah. we, we, we can't even last that long. So it, you have to give instant gratification. It needs to be very fast loading. And then there are other technical issues that you have to make sure everything is kind of is copacetic, like the XML sitemaps and the robots.txt and all this geeky stuff you probably haven't even heard of before. Well, uh, there's a great book called Who Not How by Dan Sullivan, Dr. Ben Hardy. And I firmly believe in that concept that you got to just find the right who. You can't be the right how for everything. You can't be the jack of all trades, master of none. No, you got to focus on what you're you're really gifted at your core competency, your, your area or zone of genius. And then you find the specialists who fill those gaps of things that you're not that genius at so that you can keep working on your genius activities. So, um, yeah, you don't have to know all the geeky stuff. You just have to know your website is important and that some of the stuff is going to for sure be broken and bring in those specialists to help, uh, assess the damage and, and fix it. Mm -hmm. Do they have tools right now in AI that do that? Or, or what are some powerful well, there, ways? There are free tools that don't even require AI that have been around for a while now that give you insight into what's going right and wrong with your website, with, with SEO and with conversion. So from an SEO perspective, for example, Google Search Console is free. It's been around for years and years and years. And uh, I, I'd say it's as important, if not more important than Google Analytics. 
So certainly if you have a website, you must have Google Analytics installed so you can track the visits and the, 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 the page views, the session length, bounce rate, all that sort of stuff. Well, you, you need Google Search Console uh, to, and, and you just go in and you claim it. Uh, you're the uh, authorized uh, owner or, or manager of your website. And now you can see things like clicks and impressions from Google search to your website. And, and, and so someone's thinking, well, you know, things are going to change so much. AI is going to take over and we won't even need to rank in Google anymore. That's not going to be true because the fastest path to your website, your virtual presence, your storefront on the internet is through search. And, and maybe it will be an AI augmented search where it's helping uh, tease apart all the different uh, buying attributes and, and criteria, the, the you know, selection criteria for choosing a vendor or choosing a, a product. Maybe that AI built into Google will do a very good job of it. Maybe it won't hallucinate a whole bunch of things, but one thing's for certain, it will need to connect the visitor, the, the searcher, the user to your website. Because if they don't, the whole business model for Google is advertising. That's where they get all their money. If they alienate the advertisers and the advertisers go away, they're out of business. The advertisers have websites. They're driving people to their websites. If uh, Google is taking away all the organic clicks, uh, all, all the unpaid clicks, that's going to create a whole lot of uh, anger <laughs> in, in the uh, advertisers um, and, and they'll, they'll leave, they'll, they'll vote with their money. So it's still going to require uh, driving somebody to a website instead of just saying, hey, I have the answer for you. I'm the Google AI. I'm going to tell you all about hyperbaric oxygen therapy and you, you know actually you don't need to go to a practitioner you can buy a unit yourself and and well the ai has to send the the visitor even if they thwart the advertiser who has has the practice and and get them to buy a unit they got to buy it from somewhere and and so it has to come from you know it, it, eventually the user has to land on a manufacturer or distributor or retailer website or practitioner website in order to get their problem solved. So yeah. search is here to stay. <laughs> right. Well, there's a saying that marketers ruin everything, right? The uh, but how do we know? <laughs> how do we know if we have the right SEO provider? Because you know, as a as a small business owner out there, a practitioner, they're busy doing what they do. They turn this over to somebody, and and I think that there's a lot of you know shenanigans going on because I hear about it all the time. People thinking they're going to do SEO. I had my website at one time done with an SEO expert. Then I had somebody do a search on it and they said they didn't do anything to it because I didn't know what I didn't know. You know, so how do I pick out that legitimate SEO provider? That's it's hard. Well, I'll tell you one little trick. <laughs> it's kind of a, a hack. If you have a cheat sheet of trick questions to ask them, then you can insert that those questions surreptitiously, surreptitiously into the uh, interview where you're trying to find out if they're worth hiring or 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 what. So those would be questions such as, uh, you know, what sort of uh, 
keyword density is ideal for uh, you know SEO these days. And, and these questions are designed so that there's only one right answer. Keyword density, for example, is not used by Google and hasn't been a thing in the SEO world for many, many, many years. No, nobody talks about keyword density, um, at least nobody good. So if they're if they're giving you a a nonsense answer about well keyword density uh, you know it could be between this and this or whatever then you know that they're they're blowing smoke or you could ask a question like tell me about meta keywords and uh, how you pick out the good keywords to put into my meta keywords and if they give you an answer other than Google never counted meta keywords then they're blowing smoke and you need to turn around and run. So I have this uh, cheat sheet of all these trick questions with the right answers in a, a PDF download on my stephanspencer.com website, stephanspencer.com slash resources. And just, yeah, it's uh, a good companion to another uh, free PDF download there called the seven step hiring blueprint for hiring an SEO specialist. Whether it's a, a an agency or it's a, a contractor or even an in-house employee, you, you can use these seven steps to make sure that you're not hiring somebody who's going to be a, um, a snake oil salesman. Let's say. Yeah. So what do you what do you see the future of this um, SEO or even marketing on the internet? Do you, can you can you kind of take out your crystal ball and tell us a little bit about what you see? Oh is yeah, this happening? is fun. So, so uh, on Strengths Finder, my number one strength is uh, futuristic. If you're familiar with that uh, <laughs> uh, that assessment, so I do like to prognosticate. Uh, in fact, I have a whole chapter in the Art of SEO, which is a book I co-authored, published by O'Reilly, and and that chapter on the future of search is probably my favorite. Where I'm, uh, I and my co-authors are prognosticating about where things are headed and. Uh, talking to our computers more than we're typing on them and um, just, uh, yeah, AI and and how that's going to transform everything. One, one thing that I think is going to be very important for our listener to realize is that we are going to rely more and more on a personal assistant AI because our data is very precious to us. And it, it, we've already seen it get misused and, and, and data leaks, uh, you know, getting sold on the dark web and all this sort of stuff. And even if it doesn't get uh, leaked or stolen, but is just used by the advertisers in a way that makes us uh, the product instead of the, the user, it's not good. And that's already been happening. That's been happening for years. So with a personal assistant, an AI agent, in other words, that will be able to keep our data safe and only uh, give certain bits of data in exchange for certain things that we need. You know, you don't, uh, you don't show all your cards to everybody. If uh, you, you just, uh, you know, if you're, if you're dealing with the DMV, you have to give them things like your social security number and so forth, but you're not going to share that with your grocery store. You may not even want to get the extra points or, or um, uh, sales prices by sharing your frequency card because then they keep a, a dossier on you and they know uh, when when somebody is pregnant before 
before even she knows. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's it's a it's a wild, crazy time to be alive. So if you if you have a personal agent, then you can have that surf the web and search the web and uh, aggregate and curate and ideate and so forth and come back to you with hey. You know, I, like the the movie Her, right? Hey, I was just thinking about, uh, you know, what what's going on with with um, your heart rate variability. I've been noticing uh, lately has been has been off, and so on my own, I went ahead and 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 looked at these different devices, uh, wearables, and 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 exercise and 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 uh, relaxation modalities and so forth. And here's what I've come up with for you. It's like what I didn't even realize that my HRV was off. Thanks for checking that. Uh, okay, so, um, but if you were to search for HRV um, is is at un, unhealthy numbers or whatever, you're leaving a footprint with Google or with Bing or wherever your your the websites that you visit and, and uh, all all the social media platforms that you're you're using and querying. Uh, those and looking at certain types of accounts, but not others, all of that is collected and used not against you, but not in your highest and uh, best interest, but those are the advertisers and those are the company that, because you're the product. If you're not paying money, you're not the, the, the customer, you're the product. Right. So when, when you're thinking about all these options that are out there, AI, and I know that uh, they're going to get simpler and simpler to use because I know there's a lot of courses out there now, people learning about AI and doing things. But what would you say to a practitioner that, first of all, obviously need to have a presence on the web, but uh, what would you say are the steps like from a from 60,000 feet or 30,000 feet? What would you say they need to be doing? Yeah, I, I would suggest they start with hiring a strategist or or a consultant that will help them to uh, put the whole plan together to be the architect of what their web presence should be, because you can't be everywhere. That's that's not a good use of your time or your money, right? So, oh, should I be on on TikTok, Instagram, Threads is now a competitor to Twitter, and what about Twitter? And what about um, I don't know all all these different platforms, LinkedIn, etc. You can't do everything. So you need to make choices. You need to prioritize. You, you need to delegate, defer, and delete. <laughs> and who's going to help you make those choices if you don't know this stuff inside and out? You need somebody to be your trusted advisor. So I'd start there. Um, let's say if, if they have very, very little budget, but they know they need a proper website, they know it just needs to, a complete overhaul or redesign, but that's it. That's the, that's the year's budget right there. Well, at least let's, uh, so I have a favorite uh, vendor that I, I refer all the time uh, at Studio One, Studio One Design out of Australia. And uh, yeah, I have lots of clients that have used them over the years and I've used them a bunch of times. I continue to, to use them. And uh, they're very good at design that has conversion baked in. Conversion as in, let's get the clicks and the sales and the inquiries and not just look look pretty, not, not just look contemporary and, and, and legit, but actually get the order <laughs> or get the, the booking. So it's that studio1design.com uh, with the number one, not, not O-N-E. I love these guys and they do strategize with the their clients to understand what their um, uh, 
unique selling proposition is or their point of difference and uh, what the primary calls to action are going to be and so forth. They kind of coach the, the practitioner, the, the, the client through all this. Uh, it's not the same, of course, as let's say if they um, had me involved and my team helping orchestrate all this and making sure that the SEO is baked in and all that, that's uh, obviously it's going to be a better outcome. But for somebody on a low budget, I would just send them to Studio One Design as a starting point because if their website's not great, then just don't try and fix uh, uh, a teetering building. Just do a teardown and, and start over with something much, much better. There you go. When people are writing, doing their website and marketing, you brought up earlier the book, Who, Not How. How would they use that concept in building out a website? Well, the right who is the as the the that's the world of difference. That's the point of difference. So uh, I just gave Studio One Design as as uh, a great starting point. You know, if you're if you're looking for a web redesign, the designers uh, could be really good or or not very good. You know, this uh, triangle of fast, cheap, and and um, high quality right? You get to pick at most two. <laughs> so don't ever expect you're going to find a web designer or anyone that is all three. It's that's, that's the, uh, that's the myth. You can only get two maximum of two. So I would, um, I would just trust that you're, you're being guided in everything that you do. Cause I, I know that as, as someone of, uh, uh you know, spiritual and, and, uh, faith-based that I'm guided in everything I do. And, you know, you're going to have the right people and the right lessons and the right opportunities put in front of you. But if you want to just start with, you know, a studio one uh, design, or if you want to start with copywriting, because, you know, that's another thing that's going to need to be uh, done. And you can't just rely on chat GPT for that. Mm -hmm. It needs to be sales uh, uh, focused, you know, you spin selling or, for uh, you know, different kinds of uh, uh, persuasion and, and um, active tense and all that sort of stuff. So you, you would maybe hire, for example, Savvy Copy. Uh, they're also out of Australia. I'm out of Miami, but uh, yeah. both companies happen to be out, out of Australia. So, the, you know, it's like um, you get a, uh, a lead or a referral or uh, an intuition and you, you, you follow it and uh, see if it's, if it feels right in your, in your heart. And of course you do your due diligence too, but uh, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of a woo woo version of uh, who, not how uh, I do believe that there's uh, um, a, a lot of uh, assistance happening in the upper worlds for us. And, you know, for, for those who think it's, that's too woo woo for them. And then they just have to take this on with a lot more rigor then and do a lot more due diligence and get uh, competing bids and, and uh, talk to a lot more people to get more referrals. And I don't know. I just, uh, uh, I say, let the river carry you instead of trying to swim it uh, all the time. And uh, certainly not upstream. That's the hardest. <laughs> I used right. to do that when I was agnostic and, uh, yeah. that's no fun. <laughs> whole lot of hustle, whole lot of sleepless nights and you're not getting very far. Yeah. 
Let, let's talk. I When I was researching to do this uh, interview, I went on some of your social media, which we're going to share down below. So if you're listening in your car, just go back to the website in which you listen to this podcast and the links will be there. And you have one, your Twitter is S Spencer, if somebody's there, we'll have that below. But you have a five-day challenge for the SEO. What can some, if they sign up for that, which I'm going to encourage people to do because you're going to find out a lot about it. What can they learn when they sign up for that five-day SEO challenge? Well, uh, first day, it actually needs to be updated because it's been a while, but uh, the first day is, uh, it involves looking at your Google Search Console and pulling uh, some actionable insights from Google Search Console. Now, some people won't even have had uh, claimed that or ha don't have access to it. And so that's part one of, of, uh, of that uh first day challenge is make sure you have access to Google Search Console. It's completely free and it's not difficult to gain access to it. So uh, just get that mm -hmm. done. And, and that starts the clock too, because uh, it has up to 16 months worth of, of uh, back data on clicks and impressions. People seeing your listings in Google, but not clicking on them. Those are impressions. Uh, they, they saw it. They may or may not have clicked. And then the clicks are those people that actually clicked through on your listing and you can see all that. And what do you do with that? Well, that first day of the challenge is, oh, hey, let's get some actionable insights about something that we can do, fix or address based on Google Search Console data and that I had no idea about before I looked. Right, that's awesome. Now, what can they expect? And you have a resource page, which you're gonna share as well, that shares resources to people just maybe give us a, a kind of an idea because we're going to encourage everyone to go over there and look at the resources. I think marketing is one area that most entrepreneur uh, practitioners, they they try to do it themselves. And when it fails, they just say, hey, marketing doesn't work. But it, it's it's typically not the message. It's the medium. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and it could be both, of course. But uh, what can they learn over there? Well, uh, there's access to my two podcasts there. One is called Marketing Speak and the other is Get Yourself Optimized. Get Yourself Optimized is not an SEO podcast. It's actually a biohacking, personal development, spirituality podcast. Uh, there are PowerPoint presentations and uh, videos of me presenting at conferences. There are uh, downloadable guides on things like SEO myths and SEO tools and the previously mentioned uh, SEO BS detector, you know, with all the trick questions yeah. and the hiring blueprint. Uh, there's, um, uh, let's see what else, uh, articles, a whole library of articles I've written over the years about SEO and online marketing. Yeah, there's tons of stuff. I'll keep the person very busy. <laughs> when you think about what we've talked about today, what have I forgot to ask you about that you think is important to uh, especially a business owner that's that doesn't really understand the importance of SEO or the messaging like the the uh, that we've been talking about. What do you think we're, we've missed telling them? Is there anything or what do you want to? Yeah, read? yeah, I, I do think there's uh, some critical uh, pieces here. One is uh, before you even write any copy for your website to understand your persona or or client avatar. Uh, before you write the copy, you need to know what makes them tick, what are their problems, what are their motivators, what's under the surface, the unspoken problem, not just the obvious spoken problem. Uh, the uh, um, 
the point of difference for your practice or organization is going to depend on that that persona and what they care about and what uh, makes them tick and what keeps them up at night. So if you don't truly understand that, you're really missing um, missing them. So that that would be a good starting point. There's a, a whole uh, book and and uh, methodology for for this part of the marketing process. It's called um, the story brand and the book is called Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. So that's really uh, quite a good uh, book and and uh, process. Part of that includes doing a brand script, identifying what the internal problem is, that that unspoken hidden problem, as well as who the villain is, you know, that shared enemy and uh, who the hero is and who the guide is. Uh, so that's all really good stuff. Uh, none of that's mine. I'm just uh, quite familiar with it and and apply some of those principles in the marketing that we do for our clients and for ourselves. Uh, so yeah, I think do your homework up front in regards to understanding your your customer. Yeah, great. Now, when I was also research, I saw on LinkedIn that you're offering some webinars and things. Are you still offering those to people if they if they follow you and you you set them up and give them some free education and things of that nature? Yeah, so that those are auto uh, uh, automated and uh, they can attend any time. But uh, you know, as far as the live ones that I used to do every month, and I've kind of stopped uh, doing that. Uh, what I spend more of my time on these days are the the podcast episodes so conversations like this but also my own two shows and getting uh guests like you <laughs> you were an amazing guest uh, on uh, mark on my uh, get yourself optimized podcast and uh, marketing speak is also uh, a great show if somebody wants to learn things like uh, uh persona development and advertising and social media marketing and seo of course and so forth i've had seth godin on and jay abraham and dan kennedy real uh, marketing legends. Yeah, that's great. So uh, what would you encourage somebody to do if they want to learn more about you or even work with you? What are you going to recommend that they do from this point on once they've heard this this podcast? Oh, sure. So there's a, a, a big orange button on the uh, top of the stephanspencer.com site. I also have my agency website, netconcepts.com. So either place would be a good good uh, st starting point for this process, just click on the big button that says request a free consult and fill out the form and uh, we'll have a conversation. Yeah. So I'm going to encourage all of you brain tappers out there, especially uh, those that don't even have websites, you know, like you said, don't try to prop up what you don't have. And don't, a lot of our doctors rely on these, um, like, I guess they're, they're part of their society, like they belong to the Arizona Society of Chiropractors, and they have just a listing there. I mean, I think they really need to have a place that drives them. And I think the problem is, they don't have that SEO, like you're talking about. When somebody searches, they might come up in Pennsylvania instead of uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, where they might be located. So you can teach them how to design their website, at least to give them an idea of what they need to do to uh, come up in those local searches, correct? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and the analogy I like to use in this scenario is you wouldn't build a house on rented land. 
that's what's happening when you're relying on some association that you're in to uh, present your presence and you don't even have a website of your own. You're not driving the traffic from that association website to your website or uh, like on social media, you have a presence on Facebook or whatever, but you know, it, 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 Facebook is pay to play. You know, there's no way you're going to get any value out of it if you're not an advertiser as, as, as a practitioner you know, with a company. So if you are building a house on rented land, you, you're going to, you're going to have, you're, you're going to be in pain. <laughs> Things are not going to work out well uh, eventually, even if it's working short term. So there you have it. Um, in this conversation, uh, Stefan has been teaching us about SEO, learning about things, AI. What do you think the in the in the healthcare and wellness? You said even massage therapists are going to be touched by AI. Um, where do you see this whole thing? Uh, just within the marketing realm. I mean, is AI going out and? building each of our personas and that's what we're getting in our i mean i, I all i have to do is talk to my wife about something it seems like i go online and all of a sudden i'm getting all these ads and things about it how, how is that going to amplify what's happening out there in the marketplace yeah so ai will it is the um the second brain for you and and your company it will help you to uh, define your personas of your ideal customers. It will help you to uh, pick the best keywords, categorize them. It will help you to uh, find opportunities that your competitors haven't found, like brainstorm uh, novel marketing campaigns that no one else in your town is doing. It's gonna. There's so many things just from a marketing perspective that AI will do. I mean, just think about also uh, things like appointment setting and, and following up with, uh, with clients uh, and making sure that they have their next appointment booked or that they're going to show up for the appointment that they have scheduled for tomorrow. Right now we get text messages uh, typically. What if, uh, you know, this, this, uh, AI is actually able to pick up the phone and call and, and you have to say yes, if it didn't get a, uh, a text message response, I, the, my, my holistic dentist, uh, called me just a few minutes after the text message that I got saying, please confirm. I ignored it. And then two minutes later, their office called, <laughs> it was a real human, yeah. but it will be an AI in the future sounding like a human. And I'll be able to have a conversation with it. And, you know, we ended up moving the appointment to an hour earlier because that was available. So imagine just on the, on the kind of production side of your organization, what is possible with AI, all the stuff that is not your highest and best use, maybe 80% of that could be outsourced to uh, technology. It's an exciting time to be alive. That's great. Well, I appreciate your fresh look at AI because uh, in interviewing or speaking with a lot of marketers um, out there, they're scared of it. And they're saying, don't use it. It's you know, they're not embracing it. And I think, like you said, if you don't embrace it, it's going to be some problems. So I have a, I have a, just a kind of a selfish question about AI that, that I've been doing because I have thousands of sessions done in English and we're trying to get them converted to other languages. Uh, do you know of any AI that does translation kind of things? Oh, yes, of course. Uh, many of the AIs will have that capability to do translation, to do summaries, to do, uh, to, to, turn one format into another, let's say it's a podcast episode and turn that into a blog post or take a, uh, uh, a blog post and turn it into a video script that you would just read or have uh, 
uh, 11 labs uh, pretend to be you and read in your own voice <laughs> like this the, the sky's the limit so yes um i would try I haven't tried this with Claude. Claude is just mind-blowingly awesome. I'm actually more impressed with Claude than I am ChatGPT right now. So you could try that. I have not tried to give it a translation task, but you could see how it does. Yeah, and it's free right now. It's in it's in it's in beta, and uh, with a hundred thousand token limit, you can just feed it so much stuff. It's <laughs> it's pretty mind-blowing. When you talk about token limits, what does that mean? When you're, is that uh, characters or? Think about it more like words, but it's not exactly uh, words. Uh, you know, this is all vector based and uh, yeah. space. And so it's not an, it's, it's not exactly a word count, but just think of it as if you had an 8,000 uh, token limit with chat GPT, that's maybe. I don't know, 2,500 words or 3,000 words, something like that. So uh, yeah, 100,000 tokens gives you the ability to upload a small book just oh. in one prompt. Yeah, that's nice. Because we, I, I did use ChatGP to translate some Spanish because we have uh, some people going to be reading some Spanish scripts because our doctors, we're getting big movement in the Spanish-speaking world, but we have the voices but we don't have the scripts converted. And that's a very costly thing. And I'm finding that it's just a little labor intensive with ChatGP. Like you said, we have to break the script up into uh, four pieces, then reassemble it. And um, yeah, but they anymore. said it's doing a really good job on that. I, I love the fact that maybe we can do it in one swoop. Like I could just put my Word document into it or text document and it converts it. That would be- Yeah, yeah. you'd convert it to, to a PDF and you'd upload the PDF to Claude and then you'd ask questions of it. So- summarize this in about 2000 words or whatever the, the the prompt is to turn that pdf with all that content like i took the show notes of uh, some episodes on my show and i uploaded it to claude and i asked it to create uh, a lesson plan for an online course that is based on that podcast episode and it was amazing what it came up with with learning objectives and you know x number of modules and everything it was all bulleted out into a really nice outline. Then I asked it to uh, write quiz questions based on the episode. It's amazing. Oh, now give me the answers to this multiple choice uh, set of questions. And it did. And then they were the right answers. Was super cool. Yeah, we're in an exciting place. Like you said, I think this is a very exciting time to get, you know, um, if we can start applying this knowledge, this kind of gives us that peace because there's a lot of knowledge out there. Um, so I appreciate your time and you've opened me up to a lot of new things I can go play with. Uh, although I, I spent, I wish I'd only spend 15 minutes a day doing this, you know, like you said, you, you get sucked <laughs> into it and you start finding out because, uh, you know, these are, these are things I write something every day. So this makes it a lot easier for me. What I've been doing is using Otter and doing my reading, my message. And then I put it into chat GP and say, like if I'm doing it for Forbes or whatever magazine that I'm doing it to or website that's asked me to comment, then I'll say, right, this is Dr. Patrick Porter, neuroscientist with uh, for Forbes. And it does a really good job formatting it, it, what I just said. And like you, I think a lot of people misunderstand, like you were saying, you've got to go back. You still have to be the expert because um, I've, I've seen some, if I say, give me references, then it's not very good at giving you really good references uh, or it leaves off the real 
information, you got to go do that research, but it's, at least it gives you a good starting point. So I want to thank you for that and, and being willing to share that. And I'm going to encourage all the brain tappers out there that are listening. If you have a business or if you want to learn more about SEO, then please check out the links we're going to have in the show notes. We're going to have all of Stefan's uh, information there, a link to his resource page. You can get on there and listen to his other podcasts. Like you said, I was a guest on one of his podcasts. And I think that uh, there's a lot there that you can learn and it's ever evolving. So you've got somebody here who's open to the evolution instead of um, you know revolting, like some people are doing and trying to make it happen. So thanks for your time and, and energy here. And we're gonna get this out to the world. If you know anybody out there that's struggling with this SEO thing, like I do, I mean, so many people don't understand it. I, it's not my business, you know, but I know it's necessary. Then please, share this podcast with them, like it and share it. Let's get it out to the world. Let's start teaching people that we have to work with these new technologies to better, really better educate our, um, our avatars. You're saying who's, who's the person we're really trying to get out there and get. So uh, thanks again. We'll look forward to uh, meeting you at the next uh, biohacking event or encounter that we, we see each other at. Look forward to t telling you about how I'm using all of these tools you, you mentioned here and, and uh, working with you. So thanks a lot. Thank you. All right, BrainTap Nation, as we bring you more tips and tricks for yourself personally and to build your practice, this is one thing. Remember, the worst thing that can happen is a great innovation, a great strategy, a great therapy that no one knows about. We need to get it out to the world and we need to do that loud and proud, but make sure we're doing it in a way that these AIs are going to pick it up and actually put it in front of people because out of the millions of searches that happen, there is strategies. I'm not an expert at that. That's why we're bringing in Stefan so that he can, uh, he can teach you how to do that. How do you rise up and become on that first page of Google or on that first page of Safari or whatever is the web browser you're using. So here we go. Let's learn and do it. So look forward to the next time that you're on with the BrainTap Business Journal podcast. Again, like and share. We're on a mission to better a billion brains. And now as you're listening to me, it's your brain we're talking about. So let's continue to improve, innovate, and make this world a better place for all of us. Thank you. <laughs>